Welcome everybody to Martinis with Scott, a show about winning momentum on YouTube, Apple's podcasts and Spotify. Today we're going to do a quick shot uh, related to a recent question one of our listeners uh, presented to me. And so in 10 minutes or less, I'm going to try to provide some strategies for you to avoid giving away too much ownership of your startup or early stage business. I see this happen all the time. It's a serious issue and uh, it's really easy to make decisions that you regret later with hindsight with respect to partners, uh, percentage ownerships, uh, all at the early stage. So let's go, first I'll go through a hypothetical example of how I find entrepreneurs get themselves into this position. And then I'll provide some strategies that maybe you can uh, try to avoid getting yourself into that position. All right, so it doesn't matter what the business is, but you've uh, you've come up with a business idea. Um, it's the next big thing, You're gonna be worth a billion dollars. And you've been dis discussing this with your, you know, with a mentor, with a friend, someone with some busy, uh, business savvy, and you've been debating back and forth over a series of meetings or months or whatever. And, you, you know, you've refined the business plan and you want to go forward. You're excited about it. The person you're talking to is excited about it. Then a couple of drinks later, you've started a business and uh, you have a partner and you're 50-50 and you now own 50% of your business instead of 100%. So you're down to 50% uh, with your partner and now it might take a couple of months, but you need to bring in to find the right person, but you need to bring in your first key employee, let's say uh, technologists or whatever your business is, if there's a technology business. So you bring in a technologist, uh, a guru, a world beating person uh, to be your first key employee. And how do you how do you attract a world beating employee to this two person firm with no uh, company of yours with no revenue? Well, the answer is they need a stake in the upside. Well, how much of a stake? Uh, can't be, I mean, you only own 50%, it has to be less than that. In fact, it has to be less than 33 and a third percent because that would mean there'd be three equal partners. This guru is not a founder, they're the first key employee. So they should be less than a founder is what you're thinking. So that's less than 33 and a third. What's the floor? That's the ceiling. What's the floor on this thing about 10, on this trade about 10%? Uh, because anything less than 10% just feels insulting, right? That's what people think. And so somewhere in that, 10 to 25, 30% range, and where you typically end up is 20 to 25%. Uh, for our example, we use 20%, issue 20% to your first key employee, you're now down to 40% of your business. A month later, you need uh, key hire number two. Let's say someone in uh, uh, marketing sales, a marketing sales guru, generate your revenue models, uh, start driving that out. Now, you're still pre-revenue, Okay, you're more substantial than you were when you brought in your first key employee, but you're still pre-revenue. How do you attract this, this guru, the second key employee? They need some upside. How much upside? Well, the last key employee took 20%. Business was riskier. It was a little bit more early stage, even of a month. You've made a lot of progress in the last 30 days. And so they're not getting 20%, but anything less than 10 feels a little bit insulting. So <clears throat> the answer ends up being 10 to 15%. For our example, we'll use 10%. And so now you're down, you issue another 10%, you're down to 35% of your business. Now you're gonna get in some angel money because you need some cash and you didn't have any before. Truth is you've been trying to find cash from day one, but you've got little dribs and drabs. You haven't had much luck, but now that you have uh, two key employees in addition to the two founding partners, now you're four persons, uh, you've made some progress and you get some angel money and let's say you give away 30% uh, of your company to the angel investor. 
to make it worth their while, and that's where your negotiations ended up. Now you're down to 24.5% of the company. So your pre-revenue, you have your pre-revenue of four employees, uh, you have a little bit of cash, and you've made some progress, and you own 24.5% of your business rather than some, some much larger number. Now, if your next big transaction is a large check that's not crazy dilutive or a sale to a strategic purchaser for a good number, you've got 24.5% of that value. Congratulations, uh, you did a good job, okay? But what are the odds of that really happening? Let's think about our venture capital model. We've discussed this on the show before. You know, venture capitalists turn away almost every deal that they look at. And then out of the ones that they do decide to fund, 20% of them or less are a success. The other 80% either fail or they bump along and do nothing. And those are the ones that pass mustard. Most of them don't. So what are the odds that you're going to be a success right away without any bumps along the road? What is a bump along the road? Uh, turns out your partner is not doing the job that you thought they were going to be doing. Um, and you now resent this entire relationship. And also you need to find somebody else to do the job that they were supposed to be uh, fulfilling. <clears throat> That's a problem. As a result, or maybe in addition to that issue, uh, you've run out of money. You don't have enough money. It's taking more than you thought. It's taking longer than you thought. Uh, that new money is going to dilute you more. And it, this dilution is going to be more significant than the original because you've lost momentum, right? This happens all the time. The end result, you just see it over and over and over again, is you're running this hypothetical business and you own 10 to 20% of it because you gave away too much to other people and big chunks and big percentages and your billion dollar dream sings a long way off at this point. So what strategies could you use to, uh, to try to mitigate these issues? And listen, if you're in this position, don't feel bad about it. Uh, you can't change the past. And even as sophisticated as I am in these situations, it's just so tempting. I've done the same thing. Okay, so it happens. But be smart. If you're starting out, be smart. Try not to go down this path. So here's an idea. Don't take a partner. I'll do a separate show on this because it's a really important issue. But, you know, if you... If you can't define exactly what you want out of this partner, what the job description is, and why they are the best person in the world, absolutely the best person to fill that job, don't make them a partner. And you also need to be able to hold them accountable. If you can't, if you can't tick those boxes, this should not be a partner. Most people take partners on for emotional uh, support to, to deal with their own personal fear, fear in heading down the entrepreneurial path and that doesn't work, and it leads to resentment. If you must have a partner, um, you need to find a way to get those shares back. You've given up half the company to this partner. How do you get those shares back? So number one is, don't make the issuing of the shares a moral thing. This is not where BFFs and we're 50-50 on this thing, no matter what, okay? That's not a business decision. Instead, it's wispy partners, you do this, I do that, it all works together as a team. Um, and your part's worth 50%, it needs to be clearly understood what that is. You need a shareholders agreement, uh, you need share restrictions in there and, and things like a shotgun, and you need to remember that if you, you can't rely on your shotgun if you have no cash. That's a pretty bad remedy for you, um, so that may not be the answer. Uh, look for milestone discussions, uh, as I was just mentioning before. Define what you want from your partner, explain to them up front 50% of the job, 
50% uh, of the company is to do that job. If you don't do that job, you don't get 50%. You do part of that job, maybe you get 25%. You do another job, you get nothing. Or you find a way to buy this back, to increment the shares out, do something. Don't just hand over 50% of the company for free. After the founders, you gotta start talking to your key employees, do not talk about percentages ever again. The problem with percentages is there's only 100 of them. Give away 25 over here, 10 over there, 10 over there, eventually you're out of percentages, right? You've diluted yourself down to an unreasonable number. Never discuss percentages. Talk dollars and talk share price. You hit this target, you'll be rich. You'll make $10 million. Uh, here's how many shares it's gonna to take to get you $10 million uh, because this will be the value of our shares at that point. And then when you've arrived at that, when you've sold this person on, you'll get a million shares that will be worth $10 each. Don't issue the shares. Tie them to conditions, uh, vest them. If they don't do the job, don't give them the shares because once you issue them, you can't get them back, okay? So those are your strategies. Um, as I said, vest the shares, don't hand them away. Don't give anything away for free. You're gonna regret it. Don't give your billion dollar idea away. Thanks for listening. This has been a quick shot on Martinez with Scott. Please subscribe, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify.